Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom and I have the pleasure of studying Sefer Divrei Hamim with you. We're now looking at Divrei Hamim Aleph Perak Yod Zayin. And unlike the previous Perak, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, this Perak uh, it has very strong parallels with a passage in Shmuel Bet, uh, that is Shmuel Bet Perak Zayin, that has David settled into his house and expressing his desire to build a Mikdash for Hashem. Uh, it's made up of three parts. A very short introductory part where David expresses that desire and Natan, his court prophet, um, at this point in his life, um, gives him the tentative go-ahead. That night, Hashem speaks to Natan, has him deliver a message to David that he may not build the Mikdash, that his son will, and then David enters the area of the in front of the Aron and offers up a prayer of thanksgiving, as we will hear. As David was settled into his palace, I'm sitting in a cedar palace, cedar house, cedar wood house. In the meantime, the Aaron is under curtains, means it's in a tent. It's not appropriate. His desire is clear. Whatever's in your heart, do, meaning you can build it. God is clearly with you. But that night, God speaks to Natan, saying, Go speak to David, my servant. This is the message. You will not be the one to build a house for me to reside in. And one important note here is David HaMelech. Here it's David Avdi, my servant. And then he uses the Ko Amar formula, which is the messenger formula, throughout Tanakh, used when delivering a message from a king. The king is usually God, but it's also any other king, Kuamar Yosef, Kuamar Paro, Kuamar Balak. And so the message here is that you are not the king, you are my servant, and therefore you will do as I say. I have not been in a house from the time I took Gam Yisrael out of Egypt until this very day, I have been walking in tents. Here I have gone from tent to tent. Umimishkan is sort of a missing phrase, meaning mishkan. I go from tent to tent, from mishkan to mishkan. The notion here is a reference to the mishkan in Shiloh. As long as I was with Am Yisrael, Yisrael, and in Shmuel, it's Shivtei Yisrael. We'll talk about that in a minute. Did I ever speak to one of the leaders of Israel that I put in charge or mandated to shepherd my people, saying, Why haven't you built a house, a palace for me? I never said that. Now, in uh, in Shmuel, it's Echad Shivtei Yisrael. So, Shivtei Yisrael, we would normally translate as tribes of Israel, but that's clearly not what it means, and, and Devarimim comes here to actually correct that, and sort of as Parshanut on uh, commentary on Sefer Shmuel, says what Shivtei Yisrael actually means is Shoftei Yisrael. The words Shofet and Shevet are closely related. The Bet and Pei are interchangeable letters, and they both refer to leaders. A Shevet is a leader, one who holds the staff, hence the Shevet, and the group that coalesces around the leaders then uh, in a borrowed sense, called a shevet, a tribe. Uh, so I never spoke to any of the leaders. Parenthetically, the word shofet does not mean judge, and hence to translate the book of Shoftim as the book of judges is a mistranslation. There's nobody in that uh, book, with the possible exception of Devarah, who does any judging, but they're all leaders. 
So here is the message. In other words, this is not what I asked for. This is this is the message you give him. I took you from the pasture, meaning you were in back of the flock, meaning as a shepherd. To be a leader of Israel, in the sense is I took you from in back of the flock to be in front of the flock. In a different flock, of course. I've been with you wherever you've gone. I've cut off all your enemies from you. Which means both, perhaps we could argue, uh, Shaul, the people that David bought, fought in his skirmishes uh, when he was in Siklag and other places, the Plishtim and Kila, and also uh, now the Plishtim that David has fought openly uh, and Hashem has delivered them to him. I've given you a fa- fame and reputation like the great people in the land. I've given a place for my people. It's not a reference to Yerushalayim, but rather settlement in the land. And I've planted them, and they are dwelling in that place. They will never again be shaken. And evil people will not ever be able to destroy them or to eat them up. Um, in, 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 in Shmuel, it's la'anoto, to afflict them, kasher barishonah, like they used to. In other words, in the times of the Shoftim, we always had these oppressors coming in and controlling us, and now I've given you security so that that can't happen anymore. From the time that I commanded Shoftim, the leaders that we had before Malchut, and now I have Subject, subdued all of your enemies. And at that point that I say that, uh, and at that point I told you, I am going to build your house. Hashem is going to build your house, which means I'm establishing a dynasty. Which is, meaning when your days come to join your ancestors, when you die, then I will establish for your seed after you, one of your sons, I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for me. And this expresses the same notion as in Shmuel Bet, unlike what we will see later in Divrayamim, of the claim that David's hands are bloodied and therefore he cannot build it. But here it's simply, David, you want to build a house for me? First I build a house for you. And the way I build a house for you is for you to die and one of your sons to take over, to have the first dynasty that we have. Then he'll build a house for me. And then I will establish his throne forever. I will be as a father to him. And he will be like my son. I will never take my kindness away from him. As I did with the one before you. This is a reference, a subtle reference to Shaul, who was king or some sort of a leader, uh, perhaps a very powerful shofet. Uh, and then had God's kindness taken away from him and the dynasty removed. Never happened. I will establish that son in, in, as my kingdom forever. And his throne again will be forever. So this is the words and the vision that Natan delivered to David. Hashem gave it to him and now Natan repeated it to David. Okay, now David comes, he sits in front of Hashem, meaning, apparently, in front of the Aaron, who am I? 
Who am I? Who is my household? Words we have not heard from David since, at least in Shmuel Bet. Um, he was uh, asked to marry Merav, and he said, I'm not worthy. Uh, and now it's on a much grander scale. You've brought me to this great place. I'm not worthy of it. Meaning, this is very small to you, and you speak to me from a great distance. But in the meantime, you are seeing me as like a Tor Ha'adam, which may mean Toar Ha'adam, like great visage, or it may mean Tor in the sense of some sort of a great jewel, a great man of prestige. What could I get more? And you know me. It's on behalf of me, your servant. You've done all this great for me, this great things for me. So that I should announce all of Hagadulot, all of your greatness. There's none like you. There's no God besides you. Everything we've heard, our traditions that we've heard, and in the meantime, so ain kamocha and mika amcha Yisrael. There is none like your nation, Israel. Goy echad ba'aretz, one singular nation in the land. That 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 the God has redeemed for Himself. It's taken for Himself as a nation. In order to create a great name for you and to publicize your great things, uh, and to, uh, and to redeem us from Mitzrayim, from the nations. And you have made your nation as your nation forever. And for you to be their God. That which you've said about me and my household, which, so David here is focusing on the very good news that he's been promised the dynasty, should be trustworthy and insured forever. And you should do, that you will do what you have promised. And then your name will become trustworthy and great forever, saying, that Hashem is the God of Israel, and that David's house indeed is established before you. You have announced to me or informed me that my household will build your house. That's why I'm praying. I'm not praying because you've denied it. I'm praying to thank you for granting it, even though it'll be through my son, and along with that, the promise of a dynasty forever. You are God, and you have spoken to me and given me this great thing. And you've blessed my house to always be before you. Your blessing indeed lasts forever. And with this beautiful bracha, David ends his prayer to God of thanksgiving for the promise of the dynasty and the promise that his son will be, be the one to build the Mikdash. We are then going to return to David, man of war, in the next uh, parak and see how David enlarges his kingdom, and then we'll move on to several other incidents in David's uh, establishment of his kingdom. Uh, but in the meantime, I'll pause at this point. Wish everybody a wonderful day.